Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. This is Lori Mitchell. Thank you for joining me on this very special broadcast today. This is a an overview of my new books. I'm really excited because we are on the the 24-hour launch for the book itself. And today, what I want to go over is a little is a, a little bit of the content of the book itself. So, just to give you a little bit of a preview and uh, help you to understand what is inside the book before you get it. And and it is a journey. This book was a three-year journey for me personally, but I wasn't working on the book for three years. What happened was I had all this information coming to me because I was looking at the world and wondering what was going on. And no matter what, for me personally, no matter what I was trying to manifest that was including the world, like a bigger picture of a better, more peaceful, more prosperous world for me to experience, not just in my personal life, but but for a greater view of the world, a greater vision of the world, it was not happening. And And what happened was I lost my idealism of the world. And although that was very nice to live in this idealistic view of the way the world was, realism is what starts us on a path of getting to where we want from where we are. And until you know where you are, you can't get directions to go where you want. Yes, sometimes it's good to notice that what you want comes from what you notice you don't want. It's just don't get stuck in the journey. So it's a fine line between being able to to, to watch the world as it is and and not get pulled into our own reactions about it, our own negative emotions about it. That does not mean no compassion. Quite the opposite. It means purpose. It means choice. The awareness comes with a price. The awareness is part of the package of creating new possibilities. And whatever that feels like at first, you still have this new awareness and it it does get you on a new path. However, most of us are getting stuck in the emotions because we haven't until recently, we haven't had the tools, first the awareness, but especially the tools to release the reactions so that we can sit in calmness and move more quickly toward better possibilities for us. So it's it's about direction. And the direction is whatever great possibilities you have for the world, for your relationships and for your own personal life itself, your 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 inner life, your feelings and observations and perceptions that are tied with who you are. So I get into a lot of that in the book, but the book itself was, for me, going through the awareness and the awakening and then really um, destroying my thinking and getting into cynicism and then um, reaction and living in that for so long that I did cause some problems in my life. So it's not useful to stay there. And what I feel has happened is I've been able to come through this path before you that a lot of people are starting to enter, which is this grieving process, this sadness about the idealism, but the idealism wasn't real anyway. However, 
you you can still have a space for happiness in your life, a space for magic to show up and be joyful no matter what else is going on and move the other stuff out very quickly while you are holding your own calmness. So that was part of the journey as well. When I learned about speed shifting from it, uh, it was actually a development from the, this need for for a quicker solution for some of my coaching clients, they, we were trying to shift some beliefs. And it was the same beliefs coming up for people, and or the same results, I should say, but we didn't know what the beliefs were. We didn't know what the, um, what the problem was that was causing the other problems. And so my old teaching the mentoring that I had was that you started with that and you flipped around the beliefs and then you created new beliefs with affirmations and and emotion and absolutely that works as long as there aren't counter beliefs in the way and then you have to find the counter beliefs well we couldn't find them and it was just taking so long that I finally thought it's not just for my coaching clients that's for me as well I looked around at my life and thought I know what I want and I can create very, very quickly unless there's something in the way. So how do I find the obstacles? So together, what was developed and what was shown to me was a way. So that's through the, the experience of working with coaching clients and seeing the repetition with each of them of using components of how the human being mind is designed and how energy moves and how quantum physics works in terms of how the energy itself and every particle and every wave in the universe structured and and moves and completes and and how that works so we kept going through this process and finally it was def- it was refined enough that it started working quickly where there was instant peacefulness and it only took 5 minutes and then the results came later so the peacefulness and the and the feeling straight away was there and it was clear but then the results started, especially for me. I mean, it's easier for me to notice for myself, but when my coaching clients were starting to get breakthroughs in all sorts of areas just effortlessly, or they started getting new answers for something next to do in a better way, they started getting more clarity. Then um, things started opening up and the results were there. It came from removing the obstacles. So that applies personally and it ripples out into the world. But first you have to look at the world as it is. And that does not mean watching the news. That is not the way the world is. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite to idealism. And so neither place is going to give you realism. It's not, it's not going to give you the truth about what is. And beyond that, I want to help you to move very quickly through any overwhelm that comes up because or grief because that is possible based on that we are at a critical point in the, on the planet and 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 I don't want to show you all the bad stuff I've been shown that stuff you do not need to look at it all but you have to be willing to admit that it's there you don't have to turn into a possum staring at the headlights of a oncoming truck you have it's not it's not that's not useful for your thinking, but positive thinking, continual positive thinking without first stopping and being realistic about what is for other human beings 
that you need to do that first. It, it's without getting stuck in it. And also without going around and spreading that, um, those feelings that you have to other people. You can inform people if that's your role and to, as a teacher. You can, you can do what you're here to do. And, and that's what the book is about. The book is a journey for you. I will not be exposing all the bad things about the world in that book. The book itself is to look beyond the realistic view of the world and look at the structure of beliefs and the structure of the worldview and how it came to be, but more importantly, how your beliefs form and then how who actually forms your beliefs, but how other people know the structure of beliefs and they know how to use your beliefs against you. And this is not just marketing. This goes beyond it, but it certainly has the structure of the manipulation is revealed through a study of marketing or a study of basic principles of buyer behavior. I don't go into too much of that, but the whole buyer behavior knowledge uh, is, is explained as a starting point in the book for for the way your beliefs are used against you. So this is important for you to know if you really are here to make a difference in your life. And then if you would like your life to make a difference in the world. And then if we have a, enough people like you and I like that who are making a difference in their own life and then their own relationships, the world will change. There is no manipulation possible for disconnected consciousness, for disconnected decisions that are all working in the same consciousness. The, and, and are they disconnected, really? You know, maybe we are all calling out to each other unconsciously to create a world that is prosperous, that is peaceful. Certainly feels like that for me. And and my observation of people who are coming from their own values and are true to their own principles, that's what I hear. So I'm excited for the world. It's a pivotal time, but we are doing legacy work. And what that means is you have to be patient. You have to keep moving out the reactions and healing them within yourself for long enough until enough people do the same and things will begin to change quickly in your life. But in the world, we all have built up this whole structure of how we agree the world is, of how we perceive the world and so we keep behaving the same way. We keep having the same reactions. We keep watching the news. We keep watching shows that don't serve our peacefulness and prosperity in the future. And until we move on to that timeline, until we move on to a possibility that opens up peace and prosperity for everyone and we have a lot of fun and we're still trading and playing and expressing our gifts and using money and enjoying life more and enjoying the body that we have and that we've been given and making sure that we are fully expressing ourselves through that body and through our mind. You know, that's we still have those kinds of possibilities available. I'm not talking about um, a mind world. This is a physical world using a body. So 
the possibilities to create are not the one like the soul world. That's already there and that's always always available. This is about opening up the vibrations in this world, in, in this time frame. And that legacy work may mean 30 years. It may mean that you have to reach so far into the future and look back at the path that we're on now and a bright and shiny future. So look back from there on that to a path that leads to where we are now and then start following your heart. Start following your own needs and make sure that money is already taken care of because that is the world it is designed around money. And the whole belief system is is inside of that. Every belief system on every continent is is tied up with that. It's it's a structure. So to unravel the maze, we have to be realistic and work in the system of money which can serve us and can break open new possibilities very, very quickly. And when we keep denying money and denying that it's, it, it is good to have a lot of money and that it is good for you to have a lot of money, then you're holding back the possibilities for the whole world as well as for your own life. And I, I, so, so in the first instance, what I do is I go through the book and talk to you about the magical beliefs and how every day is really, you've got to find your magic every day. This is your resilience is to, to notice magic. So certainly for me in the last couple of days, getting the final stages of the book up and running and having technology and components that were out of my, my direct control, there were things going on where it was not accessible to me to change them. So Amazon had the book not available at the time that I launched it. And it was available and then it was pulled back while it was being connected in the background to the Kindle book and the paperback. And and all those things were going on. And of course, I was speed shifting throughout it. But at the same time, the resilience means that I went and just enjoyed the moments that I could and then I refreshed myself and then I came back and it was solved. The problem had solved itself. But my fear and worry about it wouldn't have helped anything. And my concern for serving people well and with excellence and making sure I look good as well, all that stuff that goes on inside us, that doesn't help staying in that. So shifting and shifting and shifting and then finding delight and finding happiness, no matter what's going on, gives the clarity, allows for the problem to resolve itself sometimes when we move out of the way. And the fear and worry, we don't have to stay in that and experience it to solve a problem or to deserve whatever we're about to get, okay? We don't have to work hard and, and the drama, we don't have to immerse ourselves in a drama in order to deserve the solution, okay? So, so I go through the, the way that your beliefs are formed. I call them three degrees of beliefs. And the first degree is your own experience, your own physical experience that you have happened to you and you have a perception about it and you come to conclusions. It started when you were a, a child before you ever had language, but it still continues to this day. Last week, you probably created a new belief about something. You know, and next week, you'll probably create a new one. Beliefs are rules. They are rules that we create and they limit our thinking. They limit our our ability to 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 cre- to create new things 
they're they're supposed to keep us safe. So beliefs are not bad. They're not they are all limiting, but limiting beliefs aren't necessarily all bad. But if they are limiting you in in terms of a new future you'd like to create, then it's time to start questioning them. And that's what the point is. Second degree beliefs are other people that you know. So when you got language as a child, when you started learning and being able to watch other people and listen to other people, you started to shortcut your learning. So your your guardians, your parents said to you, don't touch that, it's hot. And you didn't have to burn yourself to find out. So, and it continues. So you can read books from uh, biographies of people who are going through the same thing at the same age of man that that we are, and therefore you can learn from them. We do that all the time. That's mentorship. That's good. It's not useful, though, if it's not relevant to your life so you ha- or your values. So you have to check that, whether the values or the age of man is the same for what's happening now. And then finally, the third degree of beliefs, which is your worldviews. <laughs> it's our worldviews. It's everyone's worldviews. It's the way life is as far as we're concerned. Until something happens, and there's a term for it. There's a term for the change in worldview, and it's called disruptive technology. You might hear that phrase more in the next decade uh, because we are about to, and when I say about, it sounds imminent, but in the pace of the way things are, are manipulated at the moment, it's controlled in terms of what we get, what we're allowed to get in, in technology and what protection industries have. So so the worldviews are the ones that have the most problems. It's about beliefs that, well, it's what most people call beliefs, which are generally religious beliefs or cultural beliefs. It's more of a collective righteous belief that people defend, even if the, the truth is obvious in front of them that it's not, not the truth, even if there's experiential evidence that, that when, you, you know, when you do one thing, something happens and somebody else denies it and says it's, it's not true at all. That's the righteousness of beliefs. And, and then there's the, the world that we were all, every single person on this planet, were born into within the last 120 to 130 years. No one, as far as we know, and, and this, this might only apply to my view at the moment, but no one more than 130 years old uh, or 130 years ago has experienced anything other than what has been going on. And what I mean about that is that we are born into a system, and that system was set up before this. In the last 50 years, it's certainly been heightened that there is more manipulation because of a lot of things that are going on for a select few people who who have vested interests and who have set up the system. It's not... A conspiracy theory. This is, it's time for you to do some research and for you to use your discernment. And I talk about that in the book as well, how to use that and how to not get sucked into every theory that comes along. But because I have been there, you know, I was wondering what was going to happen in 2012 and, and the, the planets and the comets and all sorts of things. And I, and I was researching why, because that's what you do when you are discerning. Cynical means it's all going to go to, to hell in a handbasket and you might as well just <laughs> go and you know get your sleeping bag and curl up somewhere and go bush as we say in Australia you know go off the grid but we need community we need each other and that will not help the world to withdraw from it 
If you need to withdraw for a while, I understand that. But we need you to participate in this change. We need you to do what you do. But that doesn't necessarily mean doing it the way everyone else thinks you should do it. It doesn't necessarily mean placards and protests. It may for some people, but it may be that you need to be the teacher. It may be that you need to be the example. It may be that you need to bring the next generation into the world and help them to see new possibilities and create something new. It may be that you need to sit down with commerce, with with industry and industrial leaders or individual businesses and make a change in their awareness. It may be that you need to get involved in changing a law because their game is to follow rules. It's the madness of the leadership on our planet is no matter what, if it's the rules, they'll follow it. But they're in control of the rules. And people who have guns back them up. <laughs> and it goes around and around and around. And it's not hopeless. You've got to understand the, the possibilities that you have to make a difference. But first, understand beliefs and the structures of them because that's what's causing the problems. And the worldview beliefs that everybody's locked into allows for the manipulation. And so I go through a whole section challenging your worldview beliefs. I reveal some ways that you think that you didn't even realize. You didn't even realize that you thought certain things. And I will explain a few of them so that you can see that you totally thought one way and suddenly some information is given to you that makes you more open to new possibilities, not just about one subject, but about many. And I do try and keep it light sometimes, but also... um, just making sure to give you a few examples that that you understand that the world isn't what you think it is right now. And, and we keep opening up to new possibilities, but we don't have to be emotionally sucked into to, to being so upset about it that we can't function. You see, so, but, but watching the news will not inform you. Reading the newspaper will not inform you. However, if you watch the news or read the newspaper and read between the lines, which is a perfect saying for awareness, then it informs you as to what's going on because it gives you the clues to what they're saying that are, it's very odd sometimes. You'll see a paragraph that is exactly three quarters or four fifths of the way through an article, that's the paragraph where whatever they need to say is revealed. That's the placement of it. I don't talk about this in the book, but but if you ever want to watch the news or read a newspaper, you can especially read the newspaper or read articles. It's placed there and you can then see more about what's going on so that you can come back to your own values, so that you can come back to your own ideal of truth and then work from the reality of where we are. And, you know, for some people, it could be that you just quit a job or a career that is not serving the planet or the people, the, the women and children, the, the parents, not just, I'm not talking about just women, I'm talking about women who are birthing children and bringing the future into the world need to be protected. And any one of them who wants to be that full-time in that unrealistic world of possibility needs to be protected. And and that doesn't limit anyone from either 
having children or not having children or men taking care of children. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about a principle of protecting our future by allowing the possibility, the wide open possibility, it's called idealism, to grow for a while and to let people in their first seven years roughly experience what it's like, the taste of the taste of freedom and they will never forget that if they have that they will need to 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 keep that and so that's a good basis and it doesn't necessarily mean people that don't get that in the first seven years can't choose anything else that sometimes even more powerfully but i just want the future to be protected and that does mean exposing the world views for you but protecting those that are creating a new future that's what i mean about legacy work so when your beliefs are used against you by this upfront manipulation of how the whole, the whole system is set up, rebelling is, they know how to, they, you know what I'm saying, the, the authority that is in leadership on our planet knows how to handle uprising. They know how to handle rebellion. So there's no point in that. It, this has to be a thinking, a personal thinking revolution. This has to be individual. There's no way to control that. There is no way. When it, and, that, and rightly so. That's like a mental democracy. When enough people choose peacefulness and prosperity in their thinking and their actions, the results become unstoppable. They become, but in a realistic sense, I'm not talking about no resistance I'm talking about choices and choices and choices, daily, weekly, pivot point choices, changing a career uh, when you go into, when you consider going into debt, making a different decision, when you consider buying something that is suddenly a new awareness is not serving the planet of the future, then making a new decision. But enjoy the technology we have. Enjoy what we do have because by not enjoying it, you are making the change time very uncomfortable for yourself. So choose wisely and make sure that it's not about righteousness, but it's about a future that little by little by little, every individual is going to be choosing. And when enough people choose it, then you know we won't be eating um, things that don't serve us anymore mentally or physically. We won't be drinking any form of poison anymore. But in the meantime, enjoy life. Enjoy without guilt because the guilt is not going to help us either. And eventually it'll just be a natural choice. But we're in a, t- change of, a time of change. And being patient about it all is what will serve you because one day you'll need the memories of, of having good times and one day you will also be able to look back and go, whew, got through that one, but whoa, I remember when. And you'll be the storyteller. So, so the work itself in the book starts with you in unraveling your maze. It is about detaching yourself and your fears from your values. And that's what a lot of the manipulation is. It's about taking fears and attaching them to your own values and creating a belief that in order to serve your values, 
you have to behave in a certain way or else you'll lose this or lose that. So it's like uh, uh, teachings about loss and building up false hope and then dropping you down into despondency. That's all part of the the game, but, but not reacting to the way things are in the moment, but responding to the way you choose will give you the freedom. And so that's just going through understanding more about doubt and fear and how that freezes your, your any new beliefs from, form, from forming. And, um, and then just re- working through how your identity um, really tethers your maze and, and your beliefs, how, that, how important it is to, to, uh, to find your own values and then to work from there and, and what, what your values are compared to everyone else's. And a lot of other really useful information about how human beings are designed and how our mind is designed in a simple way so that you can apply it and start moving your own life in line with what feels really great for you. It may not be the perfect circumstances at first, but it will feel good for you. It'll feel like the right thing to do for you. And you will start to get help and obstacles will, will fall away. And that's where the speed shifting technique comes into it. So I teach the speed shifting technique in the book. And it's, it's part of us learning how to release our emotions. So thank you very much for listening today. I'm really excited about the book launch because it is, to me, the, the other part of speed manifesting. It's all the, the beliefs that stop us from manifesting the life that we dream of. And although I can appreciate everything that I have today in life, I can appreciate so much of how my life is. What I want is, is more for the world now. And that starts with our own lives first. This is Lori Mitchell. I appreciate you very much. Abundant blessings.